John chapter 3. <laughs> John, John chapter 3. Focus on scripture. Let's read our... Let, let's read our... Mm, scripture. John 3, the Bible says, we are reading verse 3 to 6 from the New King James. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Amen. Tell the person by you that flesh is flesh, and spirit is spirit. You know, as a church, for all those who are church workers, church leaders, pastors, and things, you realize that we have certain ethics in the house, and sometimes when we are even being taught it, some of it sounds so superfluous or some sound... You know, like, yeah, it's quite obvious and all that. But you must be a Christian who realizes and acknowledges that flesh is flesh and spirit is spirit. Do, do you understand? And yeah, and don't try and behave as if your fl flesh does not, not exist any longer. Okay, I don't care your level of anointing. Your flesh is still your flesh and your spirit is still your spirit. Somebody say amen. Yeah, and it, it is wisdom to appreciate the two and to respect them in their various categories. You see, when you don't respect something, you get shocked when it does something amazing. Isn't it? Yeah, you, 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 when you don't, you know, like if there's a box of something, then you feel that, oh, this is just a little box. And you go and carry it in the form of a little box. You can break your back. <laughs> you can lift that thing and realize that you can't move again because you underestimated what it is. But when you have respect for it, when you're about to pick it, you give yourself stance. You understand? You position yourself that, okay, I'm about to carry a heavy thing. So I want to encourage us that the two exist and they will forever exist whilst we are here on this earth. Amen. And as we continue to discuss kingdom matters, we have to appreciate the fact that we are operating the kingdom of God here on earth, living in our flesh. Amen. Do you understand? Yeah, because in, on this earth, flesh is what is needed to move around. Without a body, you cannot. Do, 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 do you get what I'm saying? Without a body, that's why even Jesus, you know, for him to come here on earth, he needed a body. Amen. And that is its use. So it is not a useless thing, but we have to also recognize what it does and what it does not do so that we will be victorious. I, my prayer for us is that as we have studied spiritual maturity and we are studying on kingdom, I pray that we will become more victorious Christians. Do you understand? Yes. We, we, we have tired and fed up of being defeatist. Do you understand? Being defeated. Every time we are being defeated, we win one, then we lose five. We win two, then we lose ten. You're a failure. I already told you that 40% is not, even though you got some marks right, it's still a fail. <laughs> oh, you don't get what I'm saying? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see? And, and it's good that we are treating topics like this because for some of us, we have believed in a lie. Do you understand? The devil has lied to us for so long and we have accepted it. Yeah. Some of us, even as we're going to school, our teachers and our principals were lying to us. Do you understand? Yeah. You don't pass the exams. They say you're not doing badly. You are doing badly. Do, do, do you get it? Yes. And you see, for us as Christians too, the devil has been deceiving us that, oh, your, your Christianity is not too bad. It's better than a lot of people's own. You are much, much better. Listen, you have more control over your flesh than even your housemate and your, oh, you are, you are far ahead of them. Yeah, but if they're on 10% and you're on 25, you're all failing. When you fail, they don't ask, what was your level of failure? And what was your level of, no, they don't ask. I pray that somebody is encouraged by this. Romans 14, the Bible says in verse 17 and 18, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by man. First Corinthians 4.20, the Bible says that for the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. The verse 1 says that let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. And um, last week we looked at the fact that one of the blessings of operating in that kingdom is that the mysteries are demystified, isn't it? The mysteries are demystified. And I want to just encourage us on one of these things that when we begin to operate in what God has blessed us with through our salvation, as we walk around and as we live as born-again Christians, we have to begin to appreciate that in the kingdom of God, little things matter. Small things matter. Do you understand? Small things matter. Small things matter. That is why we have the parable of the master seed. Do, do you understand? I should have brought some. If you haven't seen a master seed before, it's, you know, almost, if it falls on the ground, you probably can't find it again. You know, but that concept is what we walk in in the kingdom. Because sometimes we are so overwhelmed by things or we are so withdrawn from things because it's like, I can never reach that. I can never become that. I can never do that. I can never turn this around. I can never stop doing this. I can never, you know, that, is, that means that you do not have a kingdom mind. Because when you have a kingdom mind, you know that small things matter. Little things matter. Do you understand? Little, little, little things matter. That means that even when you are saying something, you realize that as a Christian, you don't say that, oh, it's no big deal. Because, because you're a kingdom child, anything you say has power. Anything you stay, say manifests. So you don't treat things as trivial. That it was no or no. You know, when you are insulting your child, realize that it has power. I don't care what the child has done. What you are saying over the child is a declaration. Do you understand? What you are saying over your wife or your husband is a declaration. Yes, it is a declaration. When you see a marriage that it's nice or you like, people have made an effort in what they say and in what they do. It's not just what they do, but also in what they say. Yes, listen, I don't care even how dense or lazy your husband is. If you can speak hard work over him <laughs> and you can 
speak his future over him. You push some strength out of him. Yeah, you push. I, I've told you this before. Listen, there are some things that when I go to my husband for, I don't call him Chris and I don't call him. I call him Bishop. Because when you have been given that title, you have to perform. You cannot say you don't have. No, no, no. It is when you are coming for a bishop request, you give a bishop declaration. Or, or you don't say, say oh, you're going to say reverend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a Chris question. It's a very powerful one. That, so by the time you have said that and you ask your thing, it's very some way as a bishop to be able to say you don't have or you can't. I mean, you have to manifest somehow. You do, do you get it? Yeah. So little thing. That is the mystery of our faith. <laughs> that is the yeah. Do, 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 you, you know yeah. Re- recently, you know, the kids and I, we have been putting a certain level of pressure on him. It's not a joke at all. I told him that I've been praying for him, and you know, we have so much confidence in him that we know that he shall it shall come to pass. There will be a performance. There will be a perf- It's not an easy pressure. But that is kingdom living. Do you understand? Somebody else may say, oh, no, he doesn't have it. Or, no, he can't do it. That is why he will never do it. That is why your child will never become. Do you understand? If you have just decided and determined that's for your child, so long as they are between the last ten, they are okay. As long as they are not the last, they are okay. You can pull out what does not exist. Because so long as it's determined in the spirit realm, it will manifest in the natural. And that is the difference we have. Let's read a scripture today. I pray that somebody is being encouraged. That is why we don't take the word of God for granted and we don't treat it as, you know, just another book. Because it is a small thing that does a very big thing. Today I want to add another one that the kingdom of God is our inheritance. The kingdom of God is our inheritance. It's our inheritance. Salvation has brought us to the point where we also can inherit and be partakers of it. You know, when Paul was writing all the books, you know, Ephesians, Philippians, and he was writing to the saints, the saints were not dead people, isn't it? They were living. You know, unfortunately, religion has made it as if that is when you die, then you become a saint. Let's just read First Samuel. First Samuel, we're going to read 14 to 16. Then we'll come back and read verse 1. Yeah. Because this inheritance concept has to be revealed to you. And verse 14, First Samuel 10, 14. We'll read 14 to 16, and then we'll read verse 1. And Saul's uncle said unto him and to his servants, Whither went ye? And he said, To seek the asses. And when we saw that they were nowhere, we came to Samuel. And Saul's uncle said, Tell me, I pray thee, what Samuel said unto you. And Saul said unto his uncle, he told us plainly that the asses were found, but of the matter of the kingdom whereof Samuel spoke, he told him not. 
and the verse 1 says that, Then Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon Saul's head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? Amen. So you know that when Samuel met Saul and God had instructed him to anoint him as king, he says that he was anointed to become the captain over his inheritance. That is God's inheritance. And you realize that when he met, went back and met his uncle, he said that he told his uncle the whole process. Samuel told me the donkeys have been found and so I can go back and all that. But of the matters of the kingdom, he did not tell him. So even though this inheritance exists for us who say we are saved, we have to appreciate and acknowledge that it's not everywhere that you can express this. Do you know that a lot of people don't understand our faith? No, 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 no. It is not. And that is why even as a child of God, you must mature to the place where you know where to talk, how to talk, when to talk. Do you understand? What to expose, what not to expose, you know? Because sometimes you can expose your blessing too quickly and it will be destroyed. You can expose, yes, I've come into an inheritance. You know, my father has left me this. You'll be surprised the number of leeches that will come around you to suck it all up. That is why even sometimes when a word comes from the Lord, a prophecy is spoken over you, you have to keep it in your heart. You have to guard it. You have to incubate it. It's not time to go around and be like, oh, the Lord, even simple things. You know, sometimes it's spoken about you that 2021, you're getting married. It's not the time to go and, you know, broadcast it everywhere. It's not the time to, because sometimes for some of us, you realize that our faith has been challenged in certain environments and within certain groups of friends because you went there to declare how strong you have now as a Christian, how powerful now, how on fire you are for God, and the devil will use that. Yeah. Some of us, we go into a, a certain environment, either relatives or whatever, so by the grace of God, my marriage is amazing. My marriage is awesome. My husband is a shining star. You know, you are exposing a blessing to a place that you should not. Do you understand? Because you even wonder that there must have been a certain glory over Saul for his uncle to ask him, what did the prophet say? Because he's already told you that, you know, I've come, you know, and the, uh, the prophet, I met... What did he say? He said that the donkeys have been found because that's what relates to you. So you should know where to share what, where to open up to what. Some of us, God will bless us, but then we release it in the wrong place. We expose it in the wrong place. Yeah, because sometimes you think you are strong or you are steady, but you are not. But because of God's grace and God's anointing, you may look powerful, you may, but you are not. That is why even many men of God and women of God fall. Yeah, because sometimes there's a certain grace and anointing that makes you feel almost invisible. Yeah, because, you know, you can see things 
You can reveal things. You have prayed for people. They are healing. Is it this little girl that if she comes to sit by me, I will fall and sin? Yes, it is. I told you the small things, the small things, the small things. I don't know why today I'm really on it, but the small things, it's the small things. The Bible says that the little foxes, they spoil the vine. It's not the big things. I feel like I'm speaking to somebody. It's not the big things. It's not the big things, you know. Listen, sometimes your home may appear peaceful, but there are small things that are eating at it. Yes, maybe we don't fight. Maybe we don't throw uh, whatever, knives. We don't throw whatever. But there are little things. There are little things. Little things. Little things. You know, your husband wants to kiss you. You say no. Your husband wants to hold your waist. You say no. Online, um, <laughs> we are talking about little foxes. <laughs> Listen, let's go forward. You people, you make me feel very so. What example do you want me to give? You see what I'm talking about? You want me to give you some deep, this thing, that your financial complexities, that is not what will destroy your marriage. It's the kiss that you won't kiss. It's the hug that you won't give. It's the squeeze that you won't squeeze. That man wants to squeeze you a little bit, you won't let him do it. <laughs> That is how we mess things up. Yeah. That is how we mess things up. Yeah. You see, some of us, we are so broke. It's not because we never got money. It's the little things. Five pounds for McDonald's. Six pounds for Primark. Ten pounds for Amazon. Two pounds for uh, Netflix. Eight pounds for this. Six pounds for that. Twelve pounds for that. Before you know it, your monthly outgoing is twice your income. It's the little things. It's the little, it's not like you went to buy a designer bag. No, it's the small, 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 small things. Chicken fried rice, shrimp fried rice. Yeah, instead of catching the bus, you take Uber. Instead of catching the bus, you take Uber. Uber times three, Uber times four, Uber times eight. That, then your poverty draws closer and closer, closer to you. It is not because God has not given you an inheritance. God has given you an inheritance. You are not taking care of it well. It's the little things. It's the little things. You know, I, when this young man and his wife's issue came, I, I am naturally a person that I don't open anything that comes on WhatsApp. I never, never open at all. You know, but at the point, Reverend was like, I think you, should, you, you need to look at it. Yeah. But when I also look at something, I don't take it at face value. I need to understand. Yeah. As I went through it, when you see them in church, first lady, and, and they wear the same blue and red. Hey, today we have Pacho. Me too, I have blue. You too, you have blue. Hey, family blue. It's not true. Listen. They wear gold and gold, silver and silver. And then they have put them on a high chair on the stage. They are they, 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 queen of Sheba. And, and it's, it's, it's so heartbreaking because the congregation 
together with the ministers, together with his so-called uh, spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers, are all part of the destruction of both of them. Yeah. yeah. Because we have to pretend. We have to act. We have to appear as if we have received, we are blessed, we have prospered. The lady was in so much debt. In her designer shoe with the red sole. It's a joke. We should stop those stupid and foolish things. Yeah, then when something bad happens, then we are Christians. We are the first to criticize. We are also part of the cause. We are also part of the problem. When something like that happens, don't look at what has happened. Rearrange yours. Rearrange yours because it was the little, little things. Because on the outward, everything looked fine. Yeah. Even some of her hairstyles were like mine. I said, Tafiakwa. <laughs> hey, she likes the same colors hair. You, you notice it. Yeah. They don't matter. They don't matter. If you're online, you're a minister, please stop pretending. Stop pretending. Yeah. If you're a Christian, stop pretending. If you are struggling in some area, you are struggling. If your marriage needs help, your marriage needs help. If your children need help, your children need help. There is no shame to say I'm struggling. There is no shame to say I have problems. Yes. Yes. If you're a pastor, you are struggling with pornography, you ask for help. You are, stra- you are struggling. Ask for help. And don't pretend. You can't hide it. It will come back and destroy you. When your shame comes, it is the same Christians who point fingers at you. We should let the devil stop telling us lies. We have believed in a lie. We have lived a lie. We won't listen. So long as you are in this house, God will set us free and we'll be free indeed. And our victory will be real victory. And when the victory hasn't come, we won't pretend as if it has come. You're not in competition with anybody. If God says I'm part of the inheritance, I'm part of it. God has enough to, of all of us to inherit. There's enough anointing to go around. There's enough prosperity to go around. There's enough of it. It's okay. There's a season to everything. There's a time to plant. There's a time to sow. And then there's a time to reap that which has been sown. Yeah. There's a time to mourn. And then there's a time to rejoice. There's a time that you have to work hard. And there's a time that you can refrain from working hard. And when your season comes, be careful not to flaunt it. Careful not to flaunt it. When somebody's going through a challenge, it doesn't mean they have been disinherited by God. It doesn't mean that. When you think somebody doesn't have the kind of blessing that you have, if somebody doesn't have it, it's not the time to judge them. What have they been doing with their life all these years? What have they spent their days doing? 
Why have they misused their? Hey, grace has found you. I told you I'll finish earlier. There is something about this inheritance, however, that we have to keep an eye on. Ephesians 5 verse 5, the Bible says that, For this ye know, that no homonger, no unclean person, no covetous man, who is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. There is something about God's blessing or God's favor that is upon us that does not work well with a certain kind of attitude and a certain kind of lifestyle. Sin is sin. Greed is greed. <laughs> right living is not out of date. It's not a 19th or 18th century concept. It is a 21st century, 22nd century. It is part of the gospel. Yeah. Listen, if you disregard sin, you disregard greed, you worship idols, you worship money, it will come and meet you at a certain point. It doesn't mean that you don't have the inheritance, but that inheritance will be swallowed up by the sin. That is the difference between a Christian saying, I'm blessed, and an unbeliever saying, I am blessed. In the kingdom of God, your blessing must not come by any means possible. So long as they see that I have made it, I have made it, who needs to know what I did? God knows what you did. It is not by any means possible. Pastor, we are getting married. How did you meet him? Who is he? It's not by any means possible. You know, when I was young, I don't even know if those stories were true or whatever. You just hear all kinds of stories that somebody took somebody's husband somewhere and then they poured uh, powder. <laughs> they poured whatever, did all kinds of concoctions, and then the man came back home and told their wife, walk out, and told the little girl, come in. Yes, come in. But you will reap it. It is you don't have to marry by any means possible. You don't have to acquire wealth by any means possible. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to. If God has declared something for you, it will come in due season. You will receive it. You will receive it. Yeah. Don't raise your hand. I mean, how many of us have gone into relationships that we knew before that this one was doomed to fail. We knew before. We knew before. But we went anyway because everybody else had you know, somebody on their arm. Do you know what is weighing that arm? Do you know how they are struggling with that thing on their arm? Do you know how much it's costing them to have that thing on their arm? It's not by any means possible. It is not by any means possible. It is not. Listen, if you don't have a car now, you don't have a car now. You don't have to do everything to get one. Traps are being set for us. Traps are being set for us. Traps are being set all around us. Yeah. That's why we have to be diligent. Yeah, that's why we have to be alert. That's why we have to be watchful. 
And that is why we have to also judge ourselves. You know, I just want to encourage us also that, you know, it's enough that every time, you know, we chase demons away, we chase all the bad people in our lives, all our bad relatives. It is time that we, too, we, we change ourselves. Because at some point, the bad relative becomes us. At some point, the one who is going to destroy somebody's life is us. Today the message is over. We are ending so we can go home. So. It says, greed, sin, and idolatry. I pray that we'll become more conscious of the things we idolize. The things we idolize. The things we, you know, we save. Do you understand? Idolatry is the worship of anything else but God. Yeah. Sometimes they are human beings. Sometimes they are things. Yeah. Some of us, we, we idolize ourselves. You can tell from the way you even take your Snapchat pictures. Some of us, when we are dressing up and one strand of hair is not in place, we are not leaving. Yeah. Can you imagine if we read a word and we won't leave till there's not even one word that has fallen out of place? Yeah. We idolize people. We idolize people. We idolize men. We idolize women. And that is why Wherever that church is, can you imagine how many lives have been destroyed? How many people will not serve God again? Because instead of worshiping God, their focus was on the beautiful man and the beautiful woman and the beautiful... Um. Listen, I have as many challenges as you have. I, I don't serve God because I don't have problems. I serve God because I have problems. Paul said, I put myself under so that after I have preached to others, I will not become a castaway. Your salvation is not based on me. I haven't died for you. I wasn't crucified. I have no nails in my hands to show for your salvation. The kingdom of God is not about the church. <laughs> Some of us, we idolize our church. We idolize our pastors, our leaders. We idolize them. We put them on a pedestal. They themselves, they cannot sit. And that is why sometimes God will leave the church because you have found a new God. The kingdom of God is not inside a building. It is in us. It is in us. It is in us. And the Holy Spirit operates it through us. Stop idolizing. You see, that is why you get depressed when you don't have. Because that thing that you don't have is what you value the most. Yeah. I told you how people, even in marriages, you realize that around, if both of them are paid around 28, you see that around 28, 29, there's a lot of love and action and beauty because there's money. They don't even love themselves. So it's what is being produced on the paper. 